What is going on? You are watching and listening to Tags Live, aka Talk About Gay Sex, the live version of this show. I'm your host, Steve V, alongside Cody Maurice Doggett. How are you? Hey, how you doing, Queen? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing really good. I'm doing really good on this Wednesday night here. This week is like, I don't know, one minute I feel like it's super fast. The next minute it's like dragging. Last night was the debates. It was like, oh, my God. So we're going to make well. sure you guys have some fun tonight. <laughs> um, we've got a great show for you today. We're going to get into our series, Vulnerable Voices, sharing you with some of Cody's and mine, our childhood stories about self-worth and i think it can relate to you we're continuing that series on then a little bit later we're talking about fuck buddies and how they are coming into our world it should be a whole lot of fun um just to, absolutely absolutely um just to get into we are on the get vocal platform happy to be on here get vocal v-o-k-l a part of the wednesday night connection zone we're here every wednesday night we love the connection zone because it's all about relationships sex love everything in between and we couldn't be happier to be a part of the connection zone on get vocal and then real quick lastly i was going on scruff before i got on the show for you guys and interesting thing cody they had before you could even get into the boys and the good stuff they okay. had a whole thing screen up there that said register to vote so oh, yes. our sex apps are getting us to vote and i love that <laughs> That's fantastic. You know what? I've been seeing it everywhere. Everybody's been telling me to register to vote. I actually just checked my registry yesterday and I'm good to go. So make sure you register to vote out there, guys. Absolutely. And if you can early vote, check that out too. That's There's another site for that. I will put it up on tagspodcast.com. Well, let's get into a f one hot gay sex topic before we get into our other sections of today's show. And by the way, we want to hear from you. So this is the show where... If you have something to weigh in on, put it on the Get Vocal platform comment message board and we'll weigh you in. We've got a lot to say and we're not always right, so we want to hear from you. I will check the YouTube channel to see what you got to say over there. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Our first story, though, comes that's kind of a, a sad story, but I think that it's important to talk about we talk about it on tagspodcast.com on mm -hmm. speaking of the apps nyc police arrest a man for hacking hacking and they mean like with a knife a grinder date to death with a machete a machete child police qwerty reports as did a lot of other sites in new york city they've charged a 50 year old man named juan alonzo with murder alonzo's roommate came home to find him standing over the dead body of a man he met on grinder machete in hand the new york daily news reports that alonzo faces charges of murder manslaughter and criminal possession of a weapon after alonzo's roommate discovered the grisly scene sunday evening the body of the victim had extensive stab and slash wounds on the head and face quote he was like so cut up on the floor in pieces the building supervisor 
said of the scene, I asked Alonzo what happened when they were putting him in the squad car, and he said he was trying to defend himself. Mm -hmm. Hmm. He said he was in the bed sleeping, and when he woke up, there was someone that there was someone was on top of him trying to rape him. He was out of it, though, is what he's also reported as saying. And police have not released the name of the victim or Alonzo's roommate to the public. They have confirmed, however, that Alonzo met the victim on Grinder at the time of this writing. Um, also, Cody, I read another story about this on a, on a different platform that mm-hmm. said, not that this really matters, but just to give flesh out the picture, the guy that killed the other guy was in stockings and heels and a dress of some sort. Oh, so maybe it was some sort of play thing that was going on, you know, that happens and it's, but ended up so horribly in this murder. Um, what were your first thoughts when you heard that? So my first thoughts were, this sounds like, somebody on Ambien, basically, because, you know, people on Ambien, they act out in their sleep. I didn't know that, but okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's been noted that, that people, when they're on Ambien, then they, they do things and they don't remember them the next day. So, um, yeah, that's what this autumn, this, that's what this struck me as. It doesn't really strike me as a, a hate crime because like the roommate said, that had been on dates with men previously and he had a boy a new boyfriend every week so it seems like somebody that was comfortable in the gay scene and so that didn't really strike me as a hate crime so i'm just i'm just wondering how this is going to evolve and where it's going to really go from here it's really a sad story and like you just don't know who you're hooking up with now so you have to make sure that you protect yourself what are your thoughts yeah i mean we've talked about these kind of not the same but horrible conclusions on when you hook up with somebody on an Mm -hmm. app like this, whatever app it is, when you don't really know. In the past, some of my co-hosts have stated before that it's always good to have sort of like a solid base. So like if I was going to go to someone's house, I would then text you, Cody, say, and say, hey, I'm going to that in the Bronx, and here's the address, so you know where I'm at in the event of, as a sort of kind of protocol that keeps you active on, so that people exactly know where you're at, your friends and your mm-hmm. loved ones. But yeah. I'm not sure in this case that would have made a difference or helped, um, just because of of how he was slashed to death by this other guy. Um, I just think there's a lot of craziness going on right now. I mean, it doesn't take, particularly in major cities in New York City here, things are changing. When you walk down the street, because of what's going on, the pandemic, people losing their jobs, the coronavirus, political unrest, social unrest, there's a lot going on. And then on top of that, when you do choose to hook up, I think you we need to be a little bit more acute on who that person is. And we're going to talk a little yeah. bit in a little bit about fuck buddies in a, in a couple segments. And mm-hmm. the ones I'm going to be talking about are ones that I already know that I've been with. Yes. I'm just a little bit cautious about new people getting together with new people that you don't know in this mm-hmm. environment right now. Um, I think that's, 
you know, you've got to consider that because there's a lot of political, crazy, social unrest going on. Those are my thoughts on that. I don't know. Anything you wanted yeah. to add to that? Um, yeah, I agree with you. The, I do the thing where I let my friends know where I am, somebody that could possibly um, do something about it if I was in trouble. And I mm -hmm. check, would check in with them if something were to go with awry or if they didn't hear from me in a certain amount of time, then they would know to alert them. But um, Quinessa and Jen, Queen says, I stay with the mace co close by. Um, she said, trust no one. And Jen said, maybe he had a rape fantasy and forgot that he shared it with that person. So that's a possibility as well. Wow. I mean, yeah. you know, we've talked about different fetishes, the BDSM culture. I've shared a story on one of our tags podcast before when I wanted to get into, I met a guy I was getting into the BDSM leather scene. I was going to the Eagle here in our city, New York City. And mm -hmm. I met a guy that was a little bit older than me, but not much. But he was definitely going to be the dom, the, the dominant. And we were kind okay. of playing around with that storyline. And I did make invite him over to my apartment, which isn't very mm -hmm. far from the bar. And I think my idea of how I wanted it to go in terms of being a sub wasn't his idea. And the being slapped oh. around started to get a little scary for me. I think oh, wow. we didn't work out that. And in doing so many wow, shows with like Master Joshua and setting the parameters, probably also not a good idea to meet with somebody in that culture, BDSM culture, after hours when alcohol has been consumed mm -hmm. at your place. I don't think this guy that I brought over had any lascivious or violent tendencies. It just was getting a little bit out of control for my liking, if that yeah. makes any sense. It's, when alcohol is concerned, things start to break down your, your um, common what you would normally do in normal circumstances, things of that nature that you can kind of forget to do those things. And, and Queen, yes, no safe word, yes, exactly. Yeah. I didn't, I've learned about the safe word and did not do that in that situation I just described and will in future circumstances use safe word. Queen is talking about a word in the BDSM culture that two people that want to go down a path of bondage, uh, leather, whatever that is, that there should always be parameters. A safe word is always, they use that a lot in like wrestling and other things too. Mercy, you know, whatever, whenever okay. you've had enough that, okay, don't go any, that's it. That's my safe word. Good point, queen. I love it. And yeah, that makes sense. Right. So, yeah. So such sad news, but as we all start to kind of, or maybe, as we go out and find hookups, we need to, for those that we don't know anything about, we need to be a little bit cautious, I think, right? Before, yes. and- I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's get into our first, our Vulnerable Voices, this series that we've started uh, since day one of Tags Live, right? And Excited. We started all this series because we realized that there's so many vulnerabilities within our LGBTQ world. There's that 
we still carry with us. And in this segment, we wanted to talk about Cody's and mine and weigh in, if you want, about how some of our adolescent, our childhood has carried into our adulthood, may have carried into our adulthood. We're talking about things like self-worth. As LGBTQ, many of us have not had a lot of role models, a lot of examples to be proud when we were adolescents and children. And I'm quoting a friend of mine and his podcast who was on this show, Tags Live, Sebastian Lacaz, with his show, Cody Loves Sebastian. (laughs) You can listen to his narrative podcast, Chasing Happy. And I was listening to episode four, and he's talking about self-worth as a gay man. And I couldn't help but think how many of us grow up as in the LGBT community without self-worth because we don't have the examples. And I guess my first example was so many of the insecurities and the shyness that I had as a little kid. For me personally, I was a gymnast and I excelled so well in gymnastics and I got so many blue ribbons and moved on and ultimately went to UC Berkeley on on a scholarship. But that So I had part of my side that was like in the spotlight, but there was Mm -hmm. other sides about, and I know you want to tap into this, Cody, masculinity when I was teased. And I spent a lot, the masculinity thing, and I want you to talk about it in a second, carried with me as a child where I was always overcompensating for that. And being a gymnast, even though... My parents were proud of me being a gymnast. I did well in it. It always, of course, had a stigma like ice skating, that kind of feminine, you know, it wasn't football or soccer or baseball. It was gymnastics. So Mm -hmm. even though I was really good in it, I always felt like I was compensating to be more masculine, even in when I came out in my early 20s my best friend at the time and I felt a need to like really pump iron and get big because we really wanted to be masculine yeah. gay men. And still I there. still do. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Can you talk about some of your vulnerabilities that you may have carried with you as a kid that either you relinquish or you're still dealing with Cody? So, I mean, growing up, there was always a pressure to be like a a manly man, whatever that means, like doing the things that boys do. I mean, who, but who wants to do, who wants to even do with the boys? I definitely did not want to do what the boys did. I wanted to like play with dolls. Yeah. I would steal my sister's dolls. I went to jump rope, right? Yeah. Which wasn't really accepted when I was a kid. But then also on the flip side, things that were really nurtured in my childhood were like I was sensitive and I was creative. So those things were actually acceptable. So I think I got a lot of pressure to actually be a manly man early on. And that carries on to, to now. Um, I have let go of some of the need or the desire to, to, to fit into somebody else's mold as far as what a man truly is, because that kind of masculinity is is just toxic honestly and it can manifest itself in so many un unhealthy ways um go ahead what are you gonna say i was just writing on the words that you just said about 
I, you just dawned on me as you were sharing your story about masculinity on how, mm-hmm. you know, the old term definition of masculine and we associate masculinity with being a man and it being a man as we as we've evolved so much yeah. now is so much more. It's it's actually being in touch with your feelings and being open and being yeah. honest about your feelings. And I don't know why back then or why we got caught up. It was the time how the time. we didn't think that being a man meant, like you just said, it, it kind of bothered me, but I agreed with you when you said mm-hmm. I was a little bit more emotional or sens- sensitive. I think that was a word that we got called a lot. A lot of us came sensitive. Oh, and it's oh, like, sure. and then if you were being teased by other, they would, sl- they would, sen- you're being sensitive, like really yeah. emphasize that word sensitive. And sensitivity is actually a good thing. It's actually a great thing to have. It's also called empathy and, you know, for others. And it's like a really good thing. And it's actually a manly thing to be. Somehow we got caught up, I feel, and a lot of gay men into those, that old stereotype of what a man is. And for so many of us, it took us into our adulthood. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, for sure. I actually have an example. And it, when you were talking, it just made me think about it. Um, when my mom get, got married for the second time, she's only been married twice. So <laughs> um, my stepbrother at the time, I was getting emotional because it was beautiful and you know, everybody else was crying, all the other people were crying. And, but my stepbrother was not allowed to get emotional. Wow. His father was very um, strict and he, he said, I was basically the example of what not to do as far as masculinity is concerned in this wedding. And it was, it still blows my mind to today. And I still carry it with me into a lot of situations that like, oh, I'm not supposed to cry. I can't show my emotions. I can't show that I'm happy or sad or be vulnerable in any specific kind of way, because that is, it's not what a man is supposed to do, quote unquote, a man. So... Absolutely. And I think that that has to do with our self-worth that we carry with us into our adulthood. And if you don't deal with a lot of those things, I mean, interestingly enough, I was looking up some stories before we got on here and there was a Mm -hmm. story about why, why do gay and lesbian people get more migraines was the story um, essentially the story doesn't have enough conclusive evidence and it's based and there's going to continue the story, but that alone just caught m- my attention. And I can remember as a little kid being, getting migraines as a little kid, yeah. I was successful in gymnastics and I was doing really good, but somehow I knew that I liked boys. I knew that it was wrong and I would get these debilitating migraines. And so mm-hmm. To me, I don't suffer from them anymore. And I always wondered, why did I get them? Now, it could be for a host of other reasons. It could be because I was growing quicker. I'm not sure. The study is still inconclusive. But it did get me thinking when I read that about migraines. And when I was always successful as a kid, but I had this other side of me that was always hiding pushing my love. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And, and I can remember in my adolescent years as I think it was in high school, we are as gymnasts, I was telling you offline, but we would go see the college gymnasts perform and we would go to UC Berkeley or we'd go to Stanford mm -hmm. and it would be like after practice and our parents would be with us. And I'll never forget my uh, co-gymnast. He was a couple years older than me and his parents were with him and we were sitting in the bleachers watching a gymnastic competition. And I'll never forget, and this would have been 1987 perhaps. Mm -hmm. And they were looking at a guy on the Berkeley team or they were looking at the Berkeley team and they were saying, why isn't Randy there? And my co-gymnast, oh yeah, he loves to take it up the ass. He's a, a fucking fag. What? And, and he does, he probably got AIDS and that's why he's not on the team and he deserves oh what God. he gets. And he was telling his parents, which my parents were there and I was sitting there and I remembered looking at his parents, the vileness of that statement that someone who would deserve that and his parents were nodding like, mm-hmm. Mm and I looked at my parents and my parents had kind of a blank slate face. In other words, I, I told my mom this recently and she said, I can't remember that moment, she said, but she does know that that was wrong. And however they felt at the time, they were not gonna nod and agree with the, the insidiousness of that statement that somebody would actually deserve. But a team that this guy and myself would eventually be on, they would have been, he would have been our teammate. Yeah. And those were things that only wanted, made me push gayness further down, which did not do anything for my self-worth. And you can imagine, right? It just brings right? a sense of shame. Yeah. That's, wow, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, um, I mean, I've seen <laughs> You've worked through it so far? I have, yes. Okay. All but right. yes, no, thank you. Yeah. What I want to give you a big that? hug. <laughs> <laughs> so, Virtual hugs. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> so many, like, I was going to say so many of my like negative experiences growing up gay, they've come from the outside world. And it's, it's crazy that like all of this media and you're inundated with it every day saying that what, what you are is not okay. Who you are is not okay at the end yeah. of the day. And it really affects your self-esteem. Um, I remember one time I was in grade school. I'm not giving you, you gave dates. I'm not giving any dates. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no problem. No problem. <laughs> uh, and we, we were in the, we were in the schoolyard and basically we were going over who our favorite like rapper of the time was. And everybody got these popular rappers that were men and masculine. And I got the only girl rapper in the thing and it really affected I, I kept wondering like what they saw in me or what i was projecting that yeah. would allow them and it was like it's scarring for a kid to be called to be made to for them to make you feel like you're less than because yeah. of who you are so yeah absolutely and it's no wonder that a lot of gay men take a little bit longer sometimes LGBTQ. Often you hear about a lot of gay men coming out a little bit later in life and yeah. having a lot more, you know, success in life because of that, because of those burdens and your self-worth. You've had to work through, so many of us are probably still working through a lot of 
self-worth issues, the worthiness that we didn't get back then. And yeah, yeah I just well, think. I think I think part of it is that we didn't really have any examples of what uh, a good gay relationship or a, a positive gay relationship could, could have been, especially in media. Um, my mom did actually have gay friends when I was a kid. Um, that didn't stop her from from uh, crying when I told her I was gay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're all a work in progress, right? Absolutely, um, right. Um, so I did see an example of a gay person being nurtured or even welcomed into your the unit, um, but I didn't really see that out in the world. I got I saw where um, they were basically being ridiculed. And like you said, they, they got what they deserved as far as, yeah. as the AIDS epidemic and things of that nature. You know what, let's move on to, we'll continue Vulnerable Voices on every week and we invite you to chime in. Also, take advantage of our poll. We do a poll um, every week, a sex poll. And you can go to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex. Our poll question this week, the first one was, and I'm curious to know it, what you think on this. According to episode 204, which came out Tuesday, there is a guy, Jakub Stefano. He's like an OnlyFans guy. He's able to come hands-free, like not touching his cock. Ooh. <laughs> Okay, oh, I got really distracted. What did you want me to type in the text box? <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex. Have you ever been able to come hands-free, Cody? No, unfortunately not. Uh, I wish. That is like a dream. That's what I want to do. That's that's like one of the goals for my life, actually, to be able to come hands-free. I love it. And there's a whole thing that we talk about on episode 204. I'll let everyone listen to it, but feel free to take our poll on that. And this week's poll question number two is we were talking about the term pussy referring to ass of guys. Are you mm -hmm. okay with that term being used? And it, I'm curious okay. to know what you think. It kind of rubs me the wrong way because okay. like we're men, we don't, it, probably goes back to, you know, the whole masculine thing that I grew up with. We're men, we don't have pussies, unfortunately. I mean, fortunately, unfortunately, I don't know. They're stronger than dicks, that's for sure. They can, I, you know the old joke about uh, pussies are stronger than dicks? Do you know that one? I don't. It, they, Cause they can take a pounding and-, and <laughs> <laughs> This is horrible, I'm sorry. I, it's not my joke, I repeated it though, so. But here's the thing, Cody, here's the thing, Cody. I'm actually okay with it. It doesn't really bother me. Yeah. And we were just talking about masculinity in the last segment. You mm -hmm. have told us in previous episodes that you're 80-20. 80-20, baby. 80 more top. So uh -huh. I wonder, given what we just talked about masculinity, if you were to being in your 80% moment, do you mind if your bottom referred to it is that because it's not your masculinity that we're talking yeah. about it's actually the your bottoms it does bother it bothers me a little bit because i am a gay man i we know that <laughs> <laughs> can you tell <laughs> a little bit right <laughs> um uh 
and it, it bothers me because I'm a gay man. I don't want to have, like, sorry for all my ladies out there. I don't want to have anything to do with with a vagina, unfortunately. Okay, so, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Right now, we are. True. I'm okay with it actually yeah it doesn't bother me it's one of those things that not everyone's going to go for i don't refer to mine that way but i've had guys refer to mine mm -hmm. whole that way it didn't okay. bother me i think it's one of those half and half and our poll is showing we're kind of on the half and half mark that okay. i probably wouldn't just refer to it out of the blue because I think i one time did to a guy and he was like don't ever say that to about that and I'm it was like gonna make far. his dick go like <laughs> down i know well he was and it was I'm like not a, going that far okay yeah yeah exactly. it's, it's like do you want this or not because hey and i you know what <laughs> if it comes to do i want it or not i'm i'm you you can call whatever you call it whatever but okay yeah <laughs> jen says how about saying bussy instead and i am okay with bussy yeah and is it bussy or boosie I thought it was bussy, but I don't, I'm from I'm bussy. from Virginia, so, yeah. and that's when my Virginia comes out. <laughs> well, I'm from California, and, and you, were, you said bussy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we always have to make it valley. Um, like it's like bussy, right? I mean, that's how I say it. Now I'm all like the Kardashians. I don't know where that came in. Anyways. I think, so Jeremy Ross Lopez, our other co-host, and I were talking about this the other day, and because mm -hmm. there's a song out by John Duff about Hokey Pokey, and he's referring to that. He actually uses the word pussy, I think, in the song. Really? I was asking, because we talked about it on the last show, and I think I talked about you, about Bussy or Boosie. How are you saying it? Bussy. Bussy. But. <laughs> Like, See, I can't even say out. it. I can't even say it like <laughs> properly. It seems a little fabricated, and like if somebody did say that, I'd be like, "What you talking about, Willis?" <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. I'm an <laughs> ass man all the way. I'm always. So like, I feel like the, the bussy thing is sort of an a term that's like now and hasn't resonated enough with people that it would sound mm -hmm. like it might kill the mood Natural. because not everybody knows <laughs> what it that stands for if you're gonna go the pussy route you're just gonna go there and trust that it's gonna work or you're just gonna say you're whole or you're just gonna not avoid it all and go do you want it or not <laughs> do you want the 13 like, inches or not it's not in enough people's vernacular where you they would know what it is right it's off. not a household so name like, cody it's not a household <laughs> term so you're like is that something on the nightstand do you want me to give you some <laughs> is it like advil or i mean yeah right uh, yeah i mean i barely found out about it but that doesn't say a whole lot so i don't know um yeah anyways um what were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about bussy. <laughs> exactly. All right. So take our poll, patreon.com forward take slash. Take our poll in your bussy. Talk about okay. gay sex. <laughs> also, for those of you listening, I'm doing a weekly after show of these, all of our shows. It's um, You can come in at the first tier of our Patreon, and it's the after show. And it's just learning a little bit more about the host, myself, Cody's gonna be a guest soon, yeah. my other co-host. You just get to learn a little bit more about us. 
um, when you join and join the community for as little as $5 a month. And so it just supports talk tags podcast, talk about gay sex. You can go to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex. Well, Cody, let's get into our next segment. And in this segment, we often bring on special guests. We had Jen last week. She was amazing. We were talking about lesbians and gays, similarities and the differences. This week, we decided to lock the the slots here <laughs> and it's you and i and we wanted to talk about fuck buddies about essentially fuck buddies and the reason why this came up because you and i were hanging out and i was talking to you about how in this pandemic so many months have gone by and recently my question to you because this happened to me has anybody ever come into your text that you didn't really know who they were because you had either a <laughs> never texted them before texted them like, Hey, and looked at the date and it was like two years ago, a year ago or six months ago and wondered who the fuck is this? And they're going, Hey, <laughs> I think I know the answer, but tell me more. <laughs> it has happened. Like, especially in the last couple months, because I feel like uh, cupping season is in full effect. Um, Do you know what that is? Cupping? You mean we're getting in the colder months? We're getting in the colder months, and everybody wants to be in like in a steady relationship so they can have steady sex. That's what Cody, you always want to be in a relationship. So I don't know. You wanted to be <laughs> well, in a relationship in the he- hottest month of July. So permanent cuffing season. That's oh, what I should get like a new okay. name tag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but it's been happening to me more and more and more recently because I think the people are, the colder months are coming. So um, everybody is hitting me up and so, like sometimes I know who they are. Sometimes I have like a first name and then a description is what I do sometimes so that they I know where I met the person, right? And <laughs> sometimes I don't even have any information at all. It's just the phone number and I have to kind of like uh, uh, Perry Mason or- well, <laughs> Oh my God, that's such an old term. Yes. Girl, you're showing your age. Just I saying. know, right? There, there it, it goes. All let I me do is talk for five Let me stop you there because I've had a couple of terms that I put in my phone before. One of them was a guy's name. We'll call him Mark again. And it, all it said was Mark 10. Mm-hmm. And I was not talking that he was a perfect oh, 10, but he had- he had That's something going mind. on down there that was 10. And Man. yeah, he's not blowing up my phone sadly right now. <laughs> but to your point, I had somebody reach out to me just the a couple weeks ago. And I looked at when we last talked, it was since February, pre-pandemic. And all I had was his name and the cock, meaning there's a bar here that was here. Hopefully it will still be here called the cock. Cody and I have been there before. It's kind of a fun, sexy, (laughs) with a name like the cock, you get the picture. And the picture. Apparently, I met him there pre pandemic and I didn't respond. I'm one of those that they can send that and I'll let like a week, a couple days go by before I'm like, before I decide, like, (laughs) what is this? And then I might say, hey, a week. 
Well, I mean, first of all, out of the blue, I don't think you owe anybody if it's not somebody in your normal dialogue or friend. It's true. Friends with benefits, even. We haven't even gotten to that. And so I said, I, to be, he actually said, you might not remember me. And I said, I don't. And he reminded me, we met in February at the cock and we kind of carried with you? <laughs> you you may have been with i think you probably were when yeah he sent me a picture finally and he was cute and i said i sent him a picture nice. too i'm not sure where it's going to go from that but we did kind of carry on from there and then another guy who we did have hot sex before who was definitely just a booty call. I tried to go further into it. I was telling Jeremy on episode 204 the other day that I was trying to date this guy. And no, he didn't really want to do that. He only texted me at like late night. Although interestingly enough, Cody, before we went on this show and we go on at 9 p.m. at 8 something, he texted me and said, hey, he did. He texted me the other night um, at two in the morning and said, how's that pussy? Wow. <laughs> Speaking of pussy. Wow. And then today, so we're getting better though, because I didn't respond to that. And today at 8 p.m., 8.15, he said hi. That's so, it? Just hi? Yeah, exactly. What does that mean? Uh, I, I guess that. I could show him that pussy after this show if I really... <laughs> Get into it. <laughs> oh, Child, I need to have like a whole, I need more time than that. It's a whole I need my glam squad. It's a whole thing. Hey, yeah, I agree with you. I, I you know what? And I appreciate all the bottoms out there that are doing all the things that it takes in order to I didn't say all be- that. I just said glam squad. <laughs> Oh, wait a minute. We're not talking about the same thing? All well, right, I got it misconstrued. Yeah, okay, all right. So it's funny that you mentioned, like, people hitting you up because one of the people that hit me up, um, we actually went out pretty recently. Yeah. Okay, so who texts who? He texts me. Like, it had been, it's like with you, it had been several months. He was just like, I don't know what happened with our communication. <laughs> sure. Okay. okay. Well, <laughs> Sounds I like can, a likely excuse. Well, I can tell you. First of all, you said, <laughs> let me break it down. <laughs> well, going back, I was the last person that texted. So that, okay. no, I didn't, I'm not, I didn't say all that. <laughs> I, I gave him a second chance because I think that people are deserving of a second chance you know in this time especially you never know what's what's going on in the world today you never know what's going on with people's lives i think people deserve a second chance now fourth and a fifth and a third i skipped three by the way well and, uh, and, and, and to your point like the guy that i met it was almost like i met him in my season finale cliffhanger moment of uh-huh. season two and we've been on hiatus this whole time, so it would make sense that the producer said, okay, what happened in season two that we could drum up some? And the last thing that happened that was juicy was a guy texted me and we were hooking up at the cock. And so it's like, 
let's premiere season three. For, you know, everything for me is like a reality show. Or I was going to say, is this a TV show that you're producing? You no, know, everything life? I always think of, I'm in a TV moment. Yeah, sorry. Nice. I love it, Carrie Bradshaw. <laughs> you better get it. Right? <laughs> so, okay. So you weren't disturbed by this guy reaching out to you. And, and tell everybody about how long it had been that you had communicated. March to basically about three weeks ago. And that was the span of time. So basically the pandemic. So okay. you get a pass for the pandemic, basically. So something tells me that it was a little bit different than my story where I met the guy at, for those of you that don't know, it's called The Cock. It's kind of a sexual bar here in New York City. And we met in dark lights and we didn't ever hook up or any, maybe we did there, but I, I don't know. But what was it about the guy that, how did you guys initially meet? We met on Scruff and that's where he messaged me on Scruff. Okay. And yeah. what was it about that? Were you guys just going to hook up? Were you guys going to date then? No, we were, we were talking, we were conversing. Um, I don't, you know me. I like to actually. <laughs> Talking about political matters. <laughs> hey, I, I actually, I was on another. <laughs> oh, Lord. I <laughs> Talking about the debates last night. I, I, am, I am that person. If you don't want to talk to me, that's fine. If that means that you're not. that. Um... I don't want to talk to you now, but. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> But I got no (laughs) You caught me all the time, boo. (laughs) But what was it about it that so he reached out to you and said, Hey, we were talking before, and you said, Hey, let's give this a try. Did you know what he looked like? Here's another line. Here we go. (laughs) In his profile picture, it's just a torso, a headless torso. And I'm definitely not hooking up with somebody with just a headless torso. I need a face. But uh, I need below the torso, and then maybe I will. But just saying. In our conversation, he did send me a face pic. So, um, yeah, I got to see his face. I think right when he, right when we just started talking again. Okay, and you so, liked what you saw. He's he's adorable. I think he's very very cute. And we went on a date. We went on two dates actually. Answer me this question because this was yes. on Wendy Williams the other day on when on Ask Wendy they asked. Somebody called and said, I wanted to go on this date, but I wanted to to be safe. This girl mm-hmm. wanted to do a quick FaceTime call with the guy. Yeah. And she says that the guy was like, oh, like couldn't do it. And Wendy goes, if somebody can't jump on like for a two second FaceTime call, then like what? Like what? what's up with that? So did you do that? Like a quick... Unfortunately, I did not FaceTime him. But, I mean, I did meet him in a public place. I did let my friend that lives here, that lives in the uh, okay. apartment above me, I did let her know where I was going. And, and I Cody thought, lives, like, in Melrose Place. It's very, like, <laughs> if anyone knows that. <laughs> it's more like living single. <laughs> okay. You know, well, that, you know that show? Of course I do. <laughs> or 227, I'm Pearl from... Oh, you're going way back again. <laughs> Stop with the old Perry Mason and right? You were dating yourself. <laughs> you were okay with living single because that, yeah. Reruns are a thing. That's all I have to say, all right? Reruns okay. are Anyway, go on. I met him in a public place, and I am the king of uh, the 
when I go out on a first date with somebody, I make sure that it's a date that I can escape from easily. I don't go on a date with them for dinner. I yes. don't go I don't go on a date with them for like anything that could be extended for a long period of time. We went to for a walk in the park. Um, oh, I like that. Yeah. It was lovely. Keep it simple, we, light, in public, because... In public. My friend on speed dial, just in case, and yeah. Okay, so we've talked a little no, bit about Fuck Buddies kind of coming into our world. Have you, Cody, ever had a hankering to reach out to slip into their DMs, slip into their Facebook? I mean, I have, after sort of like, I've had a few cocktails... I have, and then cringe like, oh my God, why did I do that? But, and I do think us gays are a little bit more free and open to be like, hey, if you did really meet somebody in March, February, earlier this year or late last Mm -hmm. year, nobody planned, for all intents and purposes, we probably would have seen that person or connected with that person earlier, right after that. But a pandemic, y'all, happened, so... I think it's okay if we reach out to some of those people. Everybody should just look at their phone and see who they were looking at and talking to (laughs) pre-pandemic and give yourself the okay to say, you know what? I'm just going to give a sign. Hi, I met you pre-pandemic. Just checking in. Pandemic rules. Think of of it as season (laughs) season two cliffhanger ended. We had a long hiatus and now we're back. It's the fall. And you're just going to check in and be like, we're back. It's like a new season. I'm back. I'm- <laughs> are, we continu- are we continuing the storyline or did we break up in the hiatus? It's what, it's what we're- <laughs> if they um, don't respond, they don't, if they don't respond, they are not a character in season three. Exactly. And, because you know you're ca- and think of it as you're casting season three. So you are like, <laughs> maybe they didn't make it. I love your way of thinking of things, Steve. It's it's <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna actually start thinking like that. I'm gonna I'm taking that on. When I steal that, I don't I'm not giving you any royalties. I am not worried about you, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> but answer the question. Have you ever yes, slid the question in? is, have I ever slid? And of course I have slid into somebody's DMs before. Mm-hmm. When you think that you have a connection with somebody and things fall off it's perfectly logical for you to slip back into their DMs after uh, if you think that something can be actually be rekindled. Um, did it did it work out for me? No, it did not work out for me because I would probably be married right now if it did work out for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I don't see anything wrong with it. Like I said earlier, people deserve second chances. And if you think that you could find some type of happiness with that person i say do it what do you think i agree and sometimes i have two situations like the one that i was talking about initially about the guy that i met pre-pandemic we didn't have any rapport situation other than we had met at the cock so our storyline was literally i guess we met and so we didn't really have a storyline so to me i've done that a couple times like look through and yeah, I kind of appreciated that, that he he did do that. I don't know if we'll ever meet, but yeah. it was kind of cool. The other one, we did have a fuck buddy relation or situation. And he was, like I said before, somebody that 
was great sex, but then I tried to make it more than that. And mm-hmm. he said he wanted to, but it never amounted to that. And he was mm-hmm. the one that, that like messaged like that. me in August. And then I got to him two weeks later and then the other day. And then I was texting him in the middle of the day and it was like, he was barely answering it because it was the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. And then today at, before we went on here, he was like, Hey, so I don't know. I might have plans right after this. I don't know. Hey, <laughs> do your thing. I so don't I, know. Hey, no, if you can get it, get it. That's what I say. You know what? You know, you don't know what's going to happen in this world. All right. You, you reminded me of a story because I have had an F, a, an F buddy before a fuck buddy. I, it, I, <laughs> but in my defense, right. Oh, I come did on. Not, I did not know that we were fuck buddies. Oh, yes. Yes. I did not know that we were fuck buddies when we were actually fuck buddies. And what had happened was while we were dating in my eyes and fuck buddy in his eyes, um, it was for a prolonged period of time. Like it was months actually. And I was riding in a cab with his friend back from his house or whatever. And his friend was like, so you know that I'm going to call him Mark because you used Mark earlier, right? <laughs> you, the generic you know, name of the night. <laughs> that's, the, that's the name of the night. Mark <laughs> is not really interested in you. Like, like seriously. Oh. He, he's just having fun with you. And it was, of course, a shock to me. I was just basically kind of heartbroken in that. But yeah. I did. that's probably the only fuck buddy that I've had before. I've had hookups, plenty of hookups. Right. But I don't know. I'm not really, I'm a booty call kind of guy. So fuck buddies or friends with benefits are all great. It's just, you kind of all have to be on the same page. And when you are on the same page, it's when you kind of thought maybe like in your situation or in the story that I, the one that was like texting earlier where I, I did ask him, Hey, can we go on a date? And he was like, yes, at the time that I thought, it was going to be something more. I thought there could be something more. And it yeah. turned out he never showed up. And I not literally showed up, but just he never showed up in that way. And he mm-hmm. and it brought a lot of anger and resentment towards that. Yeah. And I just think, yeah, I think either you just got to ask like, hey, we're just like cool chilling or figure that out somehow early on. Early on. Cody and I will be upstate New York next week recording right. this so excited. so excited we're doing a little camping thing and it should be a lot of fun and check us out consider taking our poll at patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex as always thank you to my co-host cody maurice Doggett. thank you so much thank boo. You, my love. absolutely love you so I'm, much i'm Stevie. follow us at tags podcast and we'll see you soon bye everybody